Uh, my name's Adam Grant, and it's my privilege and pleasure to share with you just the truth of God and to open it up to you this morning. 2022, hey? Yeah. Woo! It's packed a punch. It's packed a punch. I spoke with a principal recently, uh, and he said the last semester has been the hardest one he has navigated in 35 years of education. That's some runs on the board, 35 years. Uh, and it's been the toughest, hardest slog. I thought 2020, 2021 was tough, but we hit 2022. And uh, just yesterday I found this, and this might be you, this image on the screen. If we get crash landed on a desert island, I'm going to put that in the sand. I'm just going to stay there. I might add, actually, I'd put there somewhere down further down the beach, send food. Uh, but I'm just going to stay put. And I don't know your story, but 2022, can't get that out of my mouth. I just thought the borders are going to open and it's all going to settle back down. But it just hasn't. And maybe that's your story. And it's been unsettling and unpeaceful and unrestful and a challenge. Uh, maybe the place that you work the people that you're responsible for, maybe just the challenges of being a parenting, being in business, responsible for uh, keeping others employed and, and supply chains broken up uh, and the rising cost of living, inflation and interest rates and, hey, what a blessing 2022's been. <laughs> and the picture I had as I was thinking about this message was, um, was of, uh, of, of a dog doing dog paddle. And just keeping its nose above water. You know, some of them just do it very graciously. But this was not the picture I was getting. It's just frantically paddling away underneath the water. But it's just trying to keep its nose above water. And I don't know if that's 2022 for you. But it's been that for a lot of people. Uh, psychologists are coming up with um, a phrase as they do and putting words around it. That uh, many people in our society are languishing which is the, uh, the fatigue that's coming from the emotional long haul of a pandemic. And uh, I don't know if that's you, um, but there's many of us around. And it's just not been a time of rest. Maybe, uh, maybe it's gone prior, uh, it's been prior to um, the pandemic for you, but life has just been you doing the doggy paddle, just keeping up your nose above water for a long time. Maybe life circumstances have just been going on for a little while. Maybe your life story is one that uh, you're not really comfortable in your own skin and you spend your own life just trying to mask up and that takes energy and effort So I don't get caught out being the real me. Man, that's fatiguing. Or maybe you've done that with your story because stuff in your past that you carry this sense of guilt and shame over uh, you got to mask up, make sure nobody sees the real me and finds out the real story about me. That's fatiguing. But i got some good news for you this morning. God brings incredible rest. And I want to enjoy, uh, I want to uh, join in on this reimagined train that we've been doing in New Hope this year and talk about reimagining rest this morning. Reimagining rest. And I'm hoping that there is a sense of rest that you discover before you leave here today. Is there anybody up for that? Yes. Could you do with a little bit of rest? Just raise your hand if it's like, yep, 
That's me. All right. Seems like we're all in the right place. We're in the right place. Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30 in the message version says this. Are you tired? Are you worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, Jesus says. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Recover your life. Find a real rest. Walk and work and watch how I do it. Learn to live freely and lightly. As I preach this morning, as I just open up the truths of God, I'm just asking that you might... Uh, use one of the gifts that God's given you. I actually believe all of us have this amazing God gift of imagination. Just pausing there. Because I don't think we think it's a God gift, but it's this incredible gift that God's given to us that we can actually begin to see in our mind's eye, picture something that's not right in front of us. It's a God-given gift called imagination. And I'm hoping that you might tap into something of that because I actually think it's spiritual. I think there's incredible imagery right throughout Scripture that God intends for us to tap into with our imaginations. Let's draw on that. I'm going to share several thoughts. And at the start, it's probably going to feel a little bit just disjointed. So hang in there with me and just maybe hold on to a couple of thoughts as we go the first thought I want to give you is short and sweet, and is reimagining rest is not rest as seen as an activity, is a way of doing life. Rest is not an activity, but most of us would define rest as an activity. It's something that we do just to completely stop. It's the weekend, it's getting away on a holiday. It's just stopping and doing nothing. Rest is me watching TV or doing my hobby. It's an activity that I do to stop. But I think actually, uh, biblically and scripturally, and what Jesus is offering is a restful way that we do life. Everyone just do this with me. Cool, so you're holding the first thought. Okay, you're holding the first thought. The first thought is rest is a way of doing life. Cool. Thought number two. I know some of you are only just meeting me and think I'm really weird. You should really get to know me. We don't need to use our imagination for the next one. It comes to us via the James Webb telescope and it's a glimpse into the night sky and the images are going to come up on the screen and they are incredibly beautiful being captured by this new technology called the James Webb telescope. Now what I can tell you about the James Webb telescope is it's called the James Webb telescope. I haven't got a clue where it is what it does, how it works, and I actually don't really care. Some of you probably do. Please look it up on Google. I just didn't bother. I am taken and fascinated by what the James Webb uh, telescope is seeing out into deep space, into the universe like we've never seen it before. And I am told that we are not seeing, the James Webb telescope is not seeing in this much of the universe. It's taking in just a fraction of the night sky and it's coming up. Can we go back to that one that looks like there's clouds? It's like, how is that out there? That is just amazingly beautiful and glorious 
And thank you, James Webb Telescope, for discovering that. But here's a few facts about what it's discovering. It's finding that out there, there is galaxies that are 2,100 million light years away. Galaxies that we're only just discovering that are 1.5 million light years across. I don't get those numbers, do you? I mean, that's just stupid numbers. The speed of light for an entire year, a million of those, and there's 1.5 of those light years just to cover one galaxy that's out there. They estimate, we don't even know, that there are two trillion galaxies out there. But in the observable universe, there's 170 million of them. Get your head around that. But what I love is that creation speaks. I love this. Creation speaks. If we're listening, creation speaks to us and says the one that set all that in motion, the one that has the power to speak and set that into being is bigger, is greater, is more vast, is more powerful, is more glorious, is more beautiful than anything that the James Webb Telescope can discover. That is good news. How do you get your head around that? Guess what? I have not got a clue. I have not got a clue how I get my head around a God like that, but I don't need to. Because in the mystery and the glory and the beauty of who God is, He's bigger than anything I can ever imagine. And stuff that we are just discovering out, well, yeah, He already knew about that. He was the one who created that. He is the one that is more vast, more glorious, more great than anything that we can see into the night sky. And I love how Jewish prayers start where they just focus into who he is and they start their prayers this way. Lord, our God, King of the universe. Lord, our God, King of the universe. Thank you for the breath in our lungs. Lord, our God, King of the universe. Thank you for this food that we are about to receive because it sets into our imaginations who we are speaking to, who we are meeting with. Now everyone do this. We're holding two thoughts. And the first thought is, rest is not an activity. It's a way of doing life. And the other one is, when we talk about rest, it's found in the one who is greater than anything we could even dream or imagine, try and contemplate or get our heads around. Lord our God, the King of the universe. Hold that thought. Thought, th thought three. Thank you, Janine. I was going to reimagine purpose. And in my sermon, I got on a little bit of a tangent and I've gone on to this thing about reimagining rest. But one of the thoughts I wanted to bring is um, from a, a, an old church document. It's called the Westminster Catechism. It was made in the 1650s, something like that. But in that document, it's always stuck with me this, this saying, the chief end of man, the chief purpose of us humans is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. That's our purpose. That's a cool purpose. That's a great purpose. It's not cool. It's a cheap word. It's a great purpose. Our purpose, your purpose, is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. If you've been around church circles like I have for a very long time, that is not a new thought, that we are here to glorify God. What is a new thought to me is that we would enjoy Him. 
that we would enjoy him. The purpose of your life is to enjoy God. And when you enjoy God, we glorify him. We glorify him because we're actually saying, God, you're greater than anything else and you bring life, as Sam was saying during the worship time, you bring life and energy. We begin to glorify him by just simply enjoying him. And I've um, been just trying to practice this in the last little while. And it's taken me to live in a new place, one that leads to rest. And there's a picture. And I love now that you begin to use your imagination as I share this picture that comes from Genesis 3 verse 8. And the scripture will be on the screen. When they heard the sound of God strolling in the garden in the evening breeze, the man and his wife, Adam and Eve, hid in the trees of the garden. They hid from God. The context is that Adam and Eve have just disobeyed God. They are in the midst of this incredible, beautiful creation and they have disobeyed one of the two things that God has said, don't do that. And God is coming down and he is going to bring judgment on that. And there's some uh, disagreement with scholars that would say that this picture uh, implies that there was um, a regular pattern, probably daily, that God would come down and walk. And I love the word that it uses in the message, stroll. That God would come down and stroll. There are others that would disagree and say that uh, that is not the picture that it creates. It's not implying that. Adam and Eve had sinned and God had come down to bring judgment. But I actually think if we look at the whole context, the whole story of scripture, we would find a God that follows us with love and mercy and peace and kindness. A God who doesn't come down with his first interaction once he's put it all in place to bring judgment, but a God who is to be enjoyed. And I'd love for you to begin to picture that. That here is the first of creation of humanity, Adam and Eve, in this beautiful, beautiful part of the world. I don't know what the Garden of Eden looks like, but I've seen some incredibly beautiful parts of the world. And I'd love for you just to, maybe you've been there, it's a spot you've seen before, maybe it's an image you've seen and you're going to go there one day, but begin to see that. And there is Adam and Eve and God turns up in the cool of the day. You know, at the end of the day, it's been a hot, stinking summer's day and this evening cool breeze begins. And it's just refreshing. And here is God walking with Adam and Eve, strolling, strolling. I don't know if you stroll. Some people, they walk. When we go through a shopping centre, we are on a mission we are not here for long, we are on task, we are get in, get out, and we walk. But I don't know if you stroll, but I'd encourage you to. Strolling is good. Strolling is a little of my personality. I like to stroll. I like that old men seem to potter and stroll. But here is God strolling with Adam and Eve. And I don't know what that picture is of creation that you're seeing Adam and Eve and God strolling through, but, but maybe it's Laurel Bank. Maybe it's Laurel Bank Park. Can you see that? Can you see 
Adam and Eve in Laurel Bank Park and, and in the cool of Eve just walking through. And there's crowds around, there's people around, but Adam and Eve and God are just strolling through Laurel Bank Park. And God hasn't come down for a meeting. God hasn't come down to download a bunch of dot points and task items. He's come down just to walk, just to stroll, just to enjoy and to be enjoyed. It's an incredible picture. It's relaxed. It's not pressured. Now see yourself in that picture. And as I've begun to approach God, to enjoy Him, I'm finding there's an incredible change and exchange that's happening in my life. where I just simply become more aware of the presence of God. And simply my first thought is, I can enjoy him. And then my mind wanders and I've got to bring it back. Sometimes I'm just enjoying the presence of God. I love how Sam led this morning and he just said, the presence of God here is here. Guess what? The presence of God is always here. I love how Shane Willard talks about prayer and he says, it is stopping and becoming aware of the presence of God. I think all too often we pray this prayer, God, would your presence be with us? God, would your presence go with us? His presence has never left. He is here with us and all the, all the time. And so in our daily life to find this thing where we can enjoy and find rest with God, it is firstly just to stop and become aware of the presence of God. Because the presence of God is right here, right now. That king of the universe is right here, right now. And I find myself that this is not about stopping all activity. Because it's not going to work in our day-to-day life with the responsibilities that we all have. I was just thinking about this before. You're a reception at the front desk and you just go, look, just for five minutes, I'm sorry, I'm not here. Could you just sit and wait for me? I'm just going to stop and become aware of the presence of God. It's in our going. It's in our moving. It's in in that scripture. It said in our walking, in our working, in our watching, we are actually just simply becoming aware of the presence of God in your car as you drive to work as you walk through the car park, as you walk through your workplace, as you walk through the shopping centre, as you sit maybe at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day, as you do stop, we become aware of the presence of God. Eric Liddell from Chariots of Fire, if you don't know him, again, look him up. But some of us know of that name. He was a famous runner. And he said this, when I run, I feel the presence of God. And I say to Eric, that is just absolutely weird because when I run, I do not feel the presence of God. (laughs) I'm stopping that activity if I want to feel the presence of God. But I love it. As I run, I encounter the presence of the king of the universe. It's not about stopping. It's becoming more aware of the presence around me. And I'm beginning to see these changes in my life. I think these changes and exchanges, and, the, and they're just up on the screen. The rules 
to freedom, pride to humility, from stress and pressure to gratitude and rest. There's this change coming in my understanding and my thinking of who God is as I begin to imagine a God who's to be enjoyed. And it's moving from rules to freedom because I think so often we think we need to keep a bunch of rules before we're allowed to approach God, let alone enjoy Him. I haven't read my Bible enough this week. I haven't prayed enough. I haven't been good enough. I have done enough good things. I read a whole chapter today. And that is stinking thinking. That is getting burnt out on religion, that God needs us to keep a bunch of rules before we're allowed to approach Him. The incredible love and mercy and peace and kindness that follows us is even on your worst days, you could stop and become aware of the presence of God to enjoy Him and He goes, okay. It's unsettling that it's that good, that He is there for us to enjoy, and if we needed to keep a bunch of rules to keep him happy, what a shocking way to do life, because if we did that with one another, (laughs) relationship would look ugly. There's a freedom, an ease, one that shocks me, one that is unsettling to me, that I, I can't. I can't enjoy the presence of God. That seemed too easy. And it's moving me from pride to humility. Because who am I? Who am I that the king of the universe would want to meet with me? And I think each one of us knows our worst moments and our worst habits and our, the worst things about our own, our own being. And yet we have this incredible, humbling opportunity just to meet with God and I find that I'm being changed and being humbled in the presence of God which is a good way to live. I don't deserve to enjoy God but he's not there with a set of rules. He just gives us an ease of approaching him and as I do that there's this exchange that's happening from stress and pressure and doggy paddle keeping my nose above water to rest, to enjoying And so before we leave today, we should find a little bit of rest because there was a bunch of hands that went up. And I'm just going to lead a little bit of time. Uh, a few things are going to happen. Uh, you're gonna, some of you are going to think this is a little weird, and that's okay. We're just going to practice something. Uh, as we do it, we're going to shut our eyes and you're going to be uh, conscious of other people around you thinking they're going to think I'm weird for doing this, but hey, if we all just go together, it'll be okay. But just try and put this sense of weirdness away, put this sense of self-consciousness away and see if we can just find, become more aware of the presence of God together and leave this place with a little bit of rest. But before I do, I don't know your story. I don't know who you are. But maybe you have never, ever lived a life of rest. And you know what? I would tell you that the best rest starts from developing this relationship, starting this journey with Jesus Christ. And if you've never done that, there's this sense of doggy paddle to your life. Maybe that's making sense to you. And as we begin a relationship with Jesus Christ, the King of the universe, to enjoy him, That can be entered into today. You can receive that today.
So would you close your eyes? If you're comfortable, if you're comfortable, if you're not comfortable, that's all right. I don't need you to. Just providing an opportunity for you just to stop. And again, this might be weird, but just take in a deep breath. I think there's something spiritual about our breath because our life started with the breath of God, God breathing into humanity. But there's lots of, lots of science around. Just as we settle our breathing, it brings rest to our physical being. And just keep taking deep breaths. And as you do, how about you just drop that tension in your shoulders? Just let your body relax as we're breathing. And if we stopped here, it would be weird because it's not about our breathing. It's about becoming aware of the presence of God. And that picture, that image of God strolling wasn't for Adam and Eve. It was for all of humanity, for us to find rest in the ease of enjoying God and just walking with Him and stopping and becoming aware of His presence. And maybe there's a change there's an exchange just in this moment to bring peace into your soul. Peace is a way of living. Rest is a way of living. Maybe the circumstances around our lives aren't going to change in a heartbeat, but the peace and the rest of Jesus Christ is to come. Thank you, Jesus, that you have never put rules around us approaching you, that you are to be enjoyed. May your rest come to your people. Thank you that we can take this and walk in it as we learn to walk in the unforced rhythms of grace. Thank you, Father.